Hello and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin and I'm joined as always by my brother, co-host, and partner in stupidity, Holden. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I am uh, I am also uh, a little sick. I may or may not have caught whatever Holden has. Yeah, I don't know. listen, it's it's we're in we're in the, the it's the cold bad, and flu it's, season. Yeah, I, it's 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 December. Luckily it's for me, it's been very mild. I mean, um, my my sickness was pretty mild too. Like I had one day where I just could not fucking sleep because my head hurt too bad. But oh, I, I just gotten, didn't think to take have, like I've been able to sleep meds. totally fine. Um, I even taking Nyquil. Oh, I took Nyquil. I just took Nyquil the one time last night. Oh well. Um. I, I, I'm thinking it might be the flu, but I got my flu shot, so it's super mild. Anyway. If you got it from me, I don't think it's the flu, but that's not important. Anyway, uh, today we are covering Joel Kim Booster's 2022 Netflix special, uh, Psychosexual. But before we get into that, Holden, what is your current hyperfixation? Okay, so bear with me on this. Currently, my hyperfixation is Call of Duty Zombies. Um, I've been playing a lot of zombies recently. The way I really hyperfixated on it is that I found this video, which I have watched before in the past, which is the complete unabridged Call of Duty Zombies timeline for like the story behind it. It is six and a half hours long. Did you just sign cringe at me? Yes, I did. You're fucking cringe. <laughs> um, it is six and a half hours long, and I have been slowly but surely making my way through it. So Zombies is like is such a genius like game like it's such a genius game mode for for the call of duty games yeah because it started out as nazi zombies and it has just turned into zombies because not every map the zombies are, are nazis but the idea of a nazi zombie is kind of like the best thing ever because one of the things in a lot of zombie media is like you know having to deal with seeing these things as monsters because they are monsters any trace of the human being behind them is gone where in nazi zombies it's like dude you're telling me i get to a nazi died and came back and now i get to kill the nazi again <laughs> like that's that's it's a little bit different and it's a lot cooler i won't talk about too much because like i could i could really talk about it for a long time but my the my, timeline my kind is so of problem fun. with it was and this is this is talking as someone who never really was super invested in it but i liked when it was all jokey joke and shit uh with like some like underlying serious lore stuff uh, and then I just kind of soured on it when they actually started taking it seriously. See, but they they still kind of didn't. Okay, well, I mean, the characters again, how are still kind of joking. Yeah, how would I really know? I don't really play it. You want to know something funny though? What? So you know how the the original four characters were very stereotypical, right? Of course, yes. They gave a lore explanation to why. The, so, for the, I'll be very brief on this. In, in Call of Duty Zombies, you play as four characters. They're they're actually a, a group called Ultimus later on. Ultimus is a, a Nazi scientist named Richtofen, a Japanese uh, officer named Takio, a vodka-swilling Russian dude named Nikolai, and then a Ura American Marine named <laughs> Tank Dempsey. Who I know is voiced by Steve Bloom. Who is voiced and by Steve Bloom. What's his name? Richtofen is Nolan North, right? Yes, yes. Richtofen is, in fact, Nolan North. Um, and they're all very stereotypical so like you know you have the the japanese warrior is very honor bound and you know the russian is a fucking drunk and the american marine is very like full of himself and oorah and like yeah i'm a badass and I, you know uh, the german is says some outlandish things <laughs> um they gave a lore explanation as to why they are like that okay it so the zombies come from a thing called Element One One Five. Like it's not like a virus or anything. Like zombie, it's a whole. I 
again, I can't really explain it all, but there's this thing called Element 115, and that's what they use to make, you know, the crazy shit that's in, in the games. Like, any of the wonder weapons, like the ray gun, is made with 115. Mm-hmm. So, constant exposure to Element 115, because Rick Toffin is a person, is a scientist experimenting with it, and the other three are test subjects, and he brings them along because they're all soldiers, so he needs them to help protect him from the zombies. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> so the reason they're all so stereotyped is because constant exposure to 115 is causing them to regress in their brains to the simplest part parts of themselves, which means they're just stereotypes. That's including hard. Rick Toffin, who isn't getting tested on, but he's constantly exposed to it. Anyway, en- enough about zombies stuff, uh, a zombies podcast about zombies. Let's, let's get into it. Um, <laughs> Griffin, can I have some context, please? Absolutely. So, uh, Joel Alexander Kim Booster, uh, born J- Kim Joon-min, is a South Korean-born American actor, comedian, producer, and writer. Uh, he co-produced and wrote for Big Mouth and The Other Two. In 2022, he produced and starred in the Hulu romantic comedy Fire Island, which is a modern, and if I'm not mistaken, gay adaptation of Pride and Prejudice with a main cast of Asian American actors. I mean, I would imagine it's gay because Joel Kim Booster is gay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, he has gone on record saying that he knew he was gay before he knew he was Asian. Oh my God, I saw that bit and I thought it was so fucking funny because he is adopted and he grew up in the South in a small town. But this is his most recent uh, special. His... He, he's been doing comedy. He says he's been in the business for 11 years. Uh, his first, his, his debut album was in 2018. And then he's had like one or two other specials. He's been on like Conan and like LGBT, what's the word I'm looking for, presentations and stuff. He's, he's done work and obviously he tours a bunch, but I think this is his second or third special and it was released this year. So, this special, pretty good overall. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, I found myself not having a terrible time throughout. I didn't love it as much as I was really hoping I was because mm-hmm. I have seen some of his other stuff and I think he's very funny. Like his bit about not know- knowing, fully knowing that he was gay before he was Asian <laughs> is like, dude, that's so fucking funny. But like, you know, I, I, I didn't like it as much as I thought I was and I think I kind of overhyped it for myself of thinking mm-hmm. like he's, it's, everything's going to be as good as that bit. Right, right. Um, but I didn't dislike it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought this was an overall pretty good special. I have similar feelings as I do to uh, Elder Millennial, the Eliza Schleisinger episode we did, uh, special we did a couple weeks ago. Right. In that, like, this is clearly good. I was entertained. I liked it. But again, I don't think this is something that's necessarily for me because I, I do experience some attraction to men, but I'm not what one would consider gay, if you will. Right. Like uh, gay as in like a, a as homosexual it, as, it, yeah, as, as in opposed like, to gay is just an umbrella term as many of us use. Exactly. 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 So I don't know what like and, I, and I've, I've been predominantly to entirely dating women the entire time I've been. I've been dating. dating people. So uh, I have no idea what that kind of scene is like, and I don't know what it's like being an Asian American because I'm super yeah. white. So Especially so those two crossroads, you know. Yeah. But it, it, what's interesting is that, like, he even kind of 
he he stops and he gets like a guy out of the crowd, <laughs> and he, uh, this guy named Ben, and he kind of like keeps going back to Ben as like, did you like that joke? Did you think this act was the the, the act one of this special was funny? Can you relate to it? So like, I guess that was what he was doing instead of say uh, introspection, but but like that that kind of I, I hesitate to use the term self awareness because that. You know, that that means I don't want it to sound like he sees himself the way I see him and that I see him in a weird way. Um, but that level of like, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. But but it was funny that he kept going back and because uh, he has a whole it was thing a good about, like through line. Yeah, it was a really entire, good through line is my point. Uh, the entire special. Um, I and, do like when there are like through lines in specials. Yeah. And it was interesting because, you know. For all intents and purposes, I, I, I pass as a straight white man. The, there are a couple of asterisks in there, but... So it, w- it was interesting that he was, like, kind of reaching out and trying to... Because he, he said he wanted to be someone who, who's approachable to anybody. And I do think that he was. I think he was very approachable. I think he was yeah. a very good... He, like, obviously his stuff's not going to be for everybody. Like, people live in, in the Deep South, deeply homophobic aren't going to get it. And right. like, there or was just like stuff... people who are just racist as fuck. Yeah, exactly. People who are homophobic, people who are racist, aren't going to get into it, but that's kind of a given. But I do think that even though I, I, I might've found it funnier because all of my friends are some flavor of queer, like all of them. So I might not have as much of an insight or lived experience, but there was some stuff that I was able to get and able to grasp that perhaps someone less gay and with fewer gay friends than I might not have got. Right. So he also had this interesting, like, kind of closer about being a role model. And Mm -hmm. someone actually put it really interestingly. Well, yeah, so while you look up whatever you need to to do, um, that is something that kind of bugs me, is, is the, when you look at any influencer or person who is queer, who, anyone who is not a straight white man mm-hmm. and has a lot of influence, everyone always puts onto them, you gotta be a role model. You gotta be this. It's like Amy Winehouse just wanted to sing some songs. Right. She didn't want to be a role model for anyone. So uh, Abby White of The Hollywood Reporter described the special uh, like this. Psychosexual offers a hilariously biting deconstruction and reconstruction of Booster's identity on stage. A repudiation not only of himself as a representative or quote-unquote role model for his various communities, but an affirmation that as a comedian, his only job is to tell jokes, regardless of whether that speaks to any community at all. Right. And it it is a thing that bugs me, and you see it a lot in media, and, you know, sometimes you have people who are just like, what, that's ridiculous, like, you're being dumb. Like a Billie Eilish. You know, Billie Eilish, as she has started to grow more and she's like a a more of an adult woman now, like she's, I think she's a year younger than me or like two years younger than yeah, me. Yeah, something like that. She's like 20, 21. Um, she has, you know, matured in what she wears. You know, she looks more like an adult woman and people are just kind of getting up in arms about it. And it's ridiculous of just like, she needs to be a role model for these young girls who are fans of her and she can't dress this way. It's like... She's just dressing however she wants to. Billie Eilish just wanted to sing some songs. Amy Winehouse just wanted to sing some songs. Yeah, I don't think... Joel Kim Booster wants to tell some jokes. And just because someone is queer, a woman, a person of color, 
and they have influence doesn't mean that they have to be some kind of fucking role model or the spokesperson for that community. You know, I also don't necessarily think that your role models should be people you don't know. Oh yeah, your mo- and like role I get, I get it. You know. Like some people, you're not going to have good role models in your life, so you might want to kind of model yourself after someone. But here's the thing: nobody's perfect. Nobody. Po- po- buddy's nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. So, I'm a strong proponent that role model. Ro- oh God, Jesus Christ! My strong promote. Oh, <sighs> Take a breath, John. I'm a strong proponent that role models should generally be someone that you actually kind of know. If not deeply personally, you have at least spoken with them a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a teacher would be, or uh, I don't know, a police officer if you're boring and white. <laughs> um, but I do think people that are celebrities have, I don't like to look at them as role models is more influences. So like Joey Jordison for me, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'd call him a role model, but he's definitely a huge influence on me. Right. Or like any, any musical artist or writers like Hemingway, like Hemingway, not really a role model. He's a fucking <laughs> crazy person, but he's an influence on me. Yeah. And I get, I mean, obviously I'm, we are by no means experts on child rearing. So obviously, Oh no, I was a baby once. <laughs> So obviously I'm no expert on child rearing, so take anything I say with a grain of salt. Uh, but if you want your good, if you want your kids to have good role models, be a good role model before you have kids. I guess I don't know. I'm I, I'm, I'm talking a little bit out of my lane. You know, it's one of those. Th- <sighs> Anyways, ideally you wouldn't have kids if you weren't ready for them. But you know, fucking mistakes happen. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> none of a none of the only one that was planned was our adopted sister. The only that's one. not yeah. Um. But I want to bring it back to the whole thing they said about a uh, comedian's job is to tell jokes. They're right. Yeah. They're right. That, that's why, you that, know, that's like the thing. Big baby men like fucking yeah. Adam Carolla piss me off so much. He's like, oh, I'm a truth teller. No, you're a comedian. You're supposed to be funny. Like, yeah, people I, are offended because you said something offensive. But at the same time, like other people are upset because you are a comedian and you, you weren't funny. I I do believe that comedians should punch up, and being an edge lord isn't provi- isn't progressive or what's it called? Like Andrew Dice Clay, it wasn't pushing any boundaries that really needed to be pushed. All he was just no saying point. provocative and and shit like that to get a reaction, like "Oh, I'm too cool, three edgy, five me" kind of shit. And you know, a lot of shitheads think that punching down is punching up because. When they're going after these, after marginalized groups, they think they have a lot more power than they do because they just don't want to uphold the status quo. So, like, yes, I do believe that a comedian should punch up and speak from the, and speak from the heart and provoke and things like that. But not everyone's good at that. And a comedian's main thing is, suppo- is to make people laugh. Yeah, so the way I see it is, like, I think... <laughs> Hold on, let me try and figure out the metaphor I want to use. I don't know, take, like, dressing yourself. I think everyone should be able to get a nice, good, show-stopping outfit, you know? There are, of course, some limitations with that. But you know what? Before you can make a nice, show-stopping outfit, something that is like, holy fuck, when you walk into a room and you get people's attention, you got to know how to match colors. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be this gritty, edgy, cut, you know, cutting-edge, pushing-boundaries comedian who fucking 
you know, tells the truth, you got to be able to be fucking funny first. Yeah, you like, you got to be funny. You got to be funny. That's why, you know. You can't go mountain biking. You can't fucking bike down a mountain with training wheels still on. Exactly. You got to get those fundamentals down. Guys like Bill Hicks and Joel Kim Booster, they're funny first. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of a thing, like, not to get too political, uh, but if you notice people on the right try to say, oh, these political pundits or these political figures are actually very funny, but you got guys like John Oliver, Trevor Jordan Noah, Noah. Jordan, Jordan Klepper, who are comedians first and foremost. Right. They just happen to be liberal to left leaning and kind of talk from that, that segment as opposed to trying to make someone who's mainly a serious person also a comedian. I don't know. Right. Anyway, let's talk more about the actual special instead of on our soapboxes. Whatever. I'm never off my soapbox. True. But there's a time and place to bring it out. It makes me taller. <laughs> What's your biggest insecurity? My height? I want to be 6'3". How tall are you now? 6'2". <laughs> I've told you about how I've, I've started saying when in a group of specifically with men, when we talk about height, I say that I'm 5'10". You have told me that you do this just because it's very funny. Very upset because I'll, I'll be with like dudes who are probably like, because I'm 6'2". And I'll be with dudes who are like actually like five nine, five ten, and they'll be like, Yeah, I'm like, you know, five nine, like five ten, five eleven on a good day, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm like five ten. <laughs> and they're like, No, you're not. I'm like, Yeah, dude, I'm five ten. And then just watch their fucking tiny minds explode. It's good shit. I am a menace to society. All right, so if you have uh nothing left to say, you you look like you're dying. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review funny stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, Recommend funny stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. 
Drink water today. If you haven't, remember that you are so loved, at least by me and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. The best safe word is meatloaf. Because it means you'll do anything for love, but you won't do that. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. This show is canceled. All I want to do is die now. Fuck you. So, Holden, did you have a least favorite bit? Yeah, I think I did. Okay, what was it? Um, I think... I think it was when he was talking about cats and dogs. Really? Yeah, there were some good lines in there, but like... I just think it's the subject matter to me. It's just so fucking boring and played out. Like every mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. the same shit. Like it's not even like it's the same shit like when someone engages in like stereotypes or like shit like that. It's literally like It's like it's literally the low hanging base kind of comedy. It's it's very basic. Like there are good lines and he did good things with it and I do appreciate that, but like I I wanted something better. But would you say that like perhaps Brad Williams his stronger stuff was when he was talking about his lived experiences. Yeah. I found his kind of generic stuff, Joel Kim Booster, funnier than Brad Williams' generic stuff. Well, yeah, I just think Joel Kim Booster is kind of a better comedian than Brad Williams. <laughs> um, what was your least favorite bit? I don't think it really had one. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think overall, this was a pretty solid special. I, 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 there was nothing that really kind of stuck out to me as lame or played out. I actually think he handled the more generic stuff pretty well overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't really have many complaints. Okay. What was your favorite bit? My favorite bit, honestly, my favorite bit is like, is his you know, he's he's very clearly splits it into three acts. Yeah. He, he, between each act he like He outwardly says that. He outwardly says, like, this is the end of act or straight one, up says Ben, you know. Because he Ben is the white guy in the audience straight white guy <laughs> in the audience that he's just kind of fucking with the entire show. Um but the kind of the entirety of Act Three I kinda of really liked because I think that was just his strongest stuff. I can agree with that. So that'd be like his last like fifteen, twenty minutes. I don't think that was necessarily my favorite bit, but I will agree that was definitely his strongest stuff. Uh, I don't know if I could name a specific bit that was definitely my favorite, but my favorite line was something about how he talks about how cats, cats would never work with the state. Like, there are no yeah. police cats, there are only police dogs, because cats would never work with the state. Cats could end the drug trade tomorrow is <laughs> something like that. He says, which I, that is funny. Like I said, like the cat and dog stuff is kind of my least favorite, but it's still, it's got some strength to it. I also like his, uh, his bits about masturbation because yeah, his masturbation bits are because really funny. Masturbation jokes, boob jokes, dick jokes. It, they just, they work for me. They're funny. Masturbation jokes are so often. They're like, The joke is usually like I masturbate a lot, and that's the joke. Mm-hmm. But the, but in this, but, but the, in the a setup was I masturbate a lot. Yeah, in like a good. I don't mean that like pejoratively of like the joke is I masturbate a lot, and that's it. No, because sometimes I whack off too much. Is just a good joke. I mean, yeah, dude. Like the basics are funny. You know, sometimes there are good basics, but you know, certain basics I'm not a big fan of, like fucking cat and dog humor. Fair enough. Masturbation humor and tit jokes, though. <laughs> and dick jokes. <laughs> Big, big fan of. Love them. Love them, love them, love them. Do you have a rating? I do. 
Okay. So that brings us to the end. Are you going to just, you got to rate it. Well, yeah. You don't, you just, you just ask me what the rating is. My balls. My balls. Um, okay. Griffin. Out of 10. Gay men in a steam room. <laughs> what do you give Joel Kim Booster's psychosexual? I'm going to give Joel Kim Booster's psychosexual six and a half gay men in a steam room out of 10. I agree with that. Because this was overall solid stuff. A, a but bit I above average. Uh, it was above average for sure. I, I would love to listen to or watch more of Joel Kim Booster's stuff. I thought he was very strong. He was very approachable. Very funny. But he was even kind of open about, you know, a lot of his stuff isn't necessarily for everyone because simply not everybody's going to get all of his jokes. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. But before we go, Holden, what funny this week? Okay. So this Tuesday I was at work. Um, and we were kind of slow and I had these two coworkers who are very good friends, but they, sometimes they argue a lot and it's just kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. I was saying a lot on Tuesday and I've been saying this a lot recently is that I was in the pond. What does that mean? It means you're a silly goose. You're in the pond. That's good shit. Um, that's so, really fucking good. <laughs> so I was in the pond on Tuesday for sure. <laughs> And they were arguing, and I decided to not pick a side and fight, because that's something that some of us will do. Sometimes we'll, like, you know, it'll section off. We'll have our own little, like, you know, Captain America Civil War between these two coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just decided to be completely neutral and just shit talk to both of them. <laughs> so I kept asking them, like, one of them storms away, and he, like, knocks off uh something from like a counter and he's walking away and I'm like god damn it he's throwing a fucking tantrum <laughs> and my other coworker thinks I'm on his side and he's like I know he's throwing a tantrum I was like dude shut up stop crying like, the <laughs> both of you have been crying this entire and I just kept saying like are you got- are you are you done crying like for like 20 minutes <laughs> This is, kept... this is like some shit Jack would do when we were kids <laughs> yeah, really this is, is some shit our brother would do when we were younger um but it's so, funny when you're watching. It's not funny when you're one of the people that are arguing. But you know what? We're all adults and like they knew that I was just fucking with them. Right. Like, of course. We all, it's it's different. Yeah. Um, So that's going on like a good couple of hours. It, it reignites. It, it dies down. And then at one point, one of them is doing the dishes and the other one is like right by the sink. And I'm literally in between them. Not like they're going to come to blows or anything. You just happen to be standing. I just happen to be standing in between them. And I'm continuing to chirp them, asking them if they're done crying. Like, are you going to throw another, you're going to throw another tantrum. And, um, we get to a point and, uh, my one coworker is like about to walk away. And I was like, are you, are you done crying? Like, are you like, there was like a beat, like everyone was silent and he's about to walk away. And I'm like, so are you done crying? And I was so not prepared for it, which I think is what made it so funny. This dude, he's about the same height as me. Mm Mm-hmm. But he gets like lower to talk to me and he like gets in my face. 
he like lowers himself and gets in his face like very quickly and he he gets very intense and he points at his eyes and he goes do you see any tears in these fucking eyes hold on <laughs> and i <laughs> legit i almost pissed my pants i was laughing so hard i almost threw up i was laughing so hard and then for like the rest of, like legit for 30 <laughs> minutes after i didn't do any work and i felt so bad i didn't do any closing work because i could not stop laughing just the entire time and i still giggle about it <laughs> no it's, it's pretty really good funny. it's pretty fucking funny and you know what that's a thing i really need to put into my my lexicon is whenever someone is being mean to me is if they you know it's like oh he's upset and then i just like get really intense and in their face do you see any tears in these fucking eyes that's good shit good shit yeah dude so That brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope you were able to laugh with us, if not laugh at us. Not only does it bring us to the end. Yeah, not only does it bring us to the end of the episode, episode. but this is our last episode of the year. Yeah. Uh, We hope that you had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa, Blessed Yule, etc. Whatever holiday you... And, you know, when you let us be the first to wish you a Happy New Year, thank you for listening. Uh, we're this is episode forty, I think you said. Yeah, uh, forty episodes in a year. Um, I think we are just shy of a thousand minutes of um, content. We are well over five thousand um, minutes of people's time. Um, so to all of you out there who have consistently listened to us, or even listened to one or two of our episodes, yeah, thank you thank, so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I remember early in the semester. Oh, I'm also officially done with school. Um, so that's, that's nice. And again, uh, like I said last week, I am going on vacation. So the first episode of the year, I will, uh, not be here for, and we will be covering Tiffany Haddish's she ready with, uh, everyone's favorite and our only fill in host so far, Monica. It's going to be a good time. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing like anchor, which is what we, we use. They are the uh, people that have platformed us. Um, sent me an email one day that was like, you have, uh, over 5,000 minutes of people's time. And I like did the math and like, I was like, holy shit. Like just the amount of like collective time people have just spent. And I got like kind of emotional cause I yeah. was like, holy shit. Like we're doing a thing. Yeah. And you know, and truly I hope that you were able to laugh at us if not laugh with us. Yeah. We got 12 more episodes until we reach a year. Um, and I know you want to shake things up a little bit when we hit the, the one year mark. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about that when we get a little closer. We, we're definitely shaking things up for season two. There's air quotes on that, (laughs) but we'll get to that when we get to it. We have 12 more wonderful episodes to go through before we get there. Um, and then after that, hopefully we got a couple thousand episodes in us, um, Mm -hmm. before this show is over. Yeah. You can... Email us yeah. at funnystuff.pod at gmail. You can get in contact with us on Instagram. You can DM us there. Follow us for updates on the show. Uh, funny.stuff.pod, right? Yeah. Uh, funny.stuff.pod. It's amazing. I don't actually have to do it this time. Yeah. And, I, and those are, those are give- fresh every time if you can't, if you can't tell. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Donut Daddy. Donut underscore Daddy. D-O-U-G-H. N-U-T underscore D-A-D-D-Y. There you go. There's your last spelling of the year. <laughs> and like I said, we uh, Monica and I will be back next week with She Ready, which is Tiffany Haddish's special. 
which is available on Netflix. Once again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for listening throughout the year, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. We will see you next year. We'll see you next year on The Clown, on the Clown Show. Show. Happy holidays, and bye-bye.